This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Ready to talk with you for the next hour about the mental side of sports. I'm here every week. We get into things like confidence, attitude, focus, mental preparation, team building, athlete behavior, sportsmanship, coach-parent relationships, coaches out of control, parents out of control, athletes out of control. We talk about these things each and every week here. Excited to to, uh, let you know our show is expanding. We're now on in uh, several cities around the country and uh, continuing to expand as we're working towards getting the show become a national show, and I'm excited to be with you every week. I've been in practice as a sports psychologist. I'm in my 37th year of work. Began in 1981 and been on the radio here in Kansas City now for 27 years, the last 17 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And as I mentioned, this past year we started expanding around the country. And every week I come up with a topic that I'd like to talk to you about. I've had the privilege of working with professional, collegiate, Olympic athletes, high school athletes, youth sports, college, high school coaches. Recently wrote our book, Just Let Him Play, with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery in the United States Swimming Hall of Famer coach Pete Malone. Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports, where we talk about the world of youth sports, dealing with kids, dealing with parents, dealing with coaches, how to make it fun. Our title is called Just Let Them Play, Not Just Let Them Win, because the whole mindset is about going out and having fun as a kid, playing, enjoying the experience, growing. You know, once you move from youth sports into high school sports, then the results and the winning become more important. Then you get to the collegiate level if you make it that far where winning is important, but still, it's about the competition. And when you get to the professional level, obviously winning is the bottom line. If you win, you survive. If you lose, you don't have a job. Mindsets, attitudes, how we deal with that is such a key component to what it takes to be successful. I have lots of sayings I've talked about over the years. One is you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with a stronger mind will come out on top. My great uncle taught me a quote years ago. Sports is the greatest theater in the world. Everyone knows their part, but no one knows what will happen. So when you go out and strap it on, lace it up, and walk into that competition field, where is your mind at? Confidence affects it. Attitude affects it. If you're on a team, there's so many components that play into the successes or failures of your team each day you're in practice or in competition. 
psyches, the mental side, in my opinion, is the bottom line. Yes, you need to be physically trained. You need to know skills. You need to know plays. You need to know fundamentals. If you don't have those, you're not going to succeed. But who you are as a person, what you're about, plays such a key role. In the past couple weeks, there have been several incidents that have happened here in the Kansas City area. I want to talk about these today and get into conversations with you if you're a coach, if you're a parent, if you're a, if you're a fan. They're all disturbing. A couple days ago, the University of Kansas had a freshman running back by the name of Puka Williams who was arrested charges of domestic abuse. And he's been suspended from the team. He was named the Big 12's Offensive Freshman of the Year this year. Yet now he's been accused of domestic abuse. As we all know, Kansas City Chiefs star running back Kareem Hunt was dismissed from the team when video came out of him pushing and then kicking a girl at a hotel. He was let go by the Chiefs for lying to the Chiefs about this situation. A couple of other videos have come out of other situations with him that have been questionable about his behavior. The week before, at the Kansas State High School Football Championships, a school in the Kansas City area named St. Thomas Aquinas won their first high school football championship as the team was walking off the field. A couple of players dumped an ice bucket like the Gatorade drench on their coach, who then turned around and grabbed one of the players, was very angry about it, and then started to walk away and then turned around again and started yelling at the players. A very prominent high school athletic director who I talked to quite frequently told me if that had been a coach in his district, he would have been fired on the spot. He said, you do not grab an individual. You don't grab them. He had every right to be upset about that if it shocked him, whatever, but you do not grab them and lose your temper. If you're a coach, you have to have self-control. Now, here's the bottom line. All these people are people. They're athletes, they're coaches, they're in the spotlight, they're prominent. I mean, Kareem Hunt led the NFL last year in rushing. Puka Williams is named the Big 12 Freshman of the Year. The coach of St. Thomas Aquinas, Randy Dryling, they won a state title. But their behavior... What do we do about that? How do we handle that? Well, Dryling's still coaching there. Should he or shouldn't he? Well, as I said, a prominent athletic director in Kansas City area told me he'd have fired him. Well, he's not fired. He's still there. They won the state title. Kareem Hunt is without a job now. Puka Williams, freshman of the year in the Big 12, is suspended. How do we handle these situations? Well, I think we need to develop as athletic organizations, as fans, a mindset. Here, the bottom line is this. Athletes and coaches are people. They screw up. And I see so many people putting athletes on such pedestals because they're superior in their physical abilities that we forget that they're human beings. They make mistakes and they screw up. So 
How do we deal with these things? Do you just kick somebody off a team and say goodbye? I mean, the Chiefs had every right to do what they did. The University of Kansas had a right to suspend the running back. But when an athlete screws up, how do we handle that? See, to me, that's where having a game plan is important. That's where having, I think, a counseling program is important. And a lot of people say, come on, Doc. It's common sense what you do. And you're right, it is common sense. But just because somebody is successful doesn't mean, in their, in their chosen field, doesn't mean their behavior oftentimes demonstrates that. So I want to get into that today. I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you're on an athletic team, and you have somebody on your team, a coach, an athlete, maybe it's a parent who is acting out or misbehaving, what is the best way to handle that? How have you handled the adversity in those situations? This is something we all have to deal with because human emotions are the bottom line of what we do. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, how you handle yourself is the bottom line. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the psychological side of sports, and we delve into all kinds of topics on this show. And today's topic is this, athletes' behavior, coaches' behavior. What do we do when an athlete does something they shouldn't do, when a coach acts out? How should they be disciplined? How should they be handled? In light of the incidents that have happened in the, in the last week or so, here's in the Kansas City area, and our show's around the country now, but in the Kansas City area, we've had three things. Kareem Hunt, Chiefs running back, was kicked off the team for lying and, you know, acting inappropriately. We've, we've seen the video. The University of Kansas freshman of the year running back, Puka Williams, has been suspended for an accusation of domestic battery and arrested. And I mentioned the high school football coach who grabbed a player after an ice bath was dumped on him after they won a state title. And nothing happened to him, but I had a very prominent athletic director who talked to me about it and said, any coach in our district who grabs a player is fired. I don't care if they won a state title or not. You don't do that. So behavior. How do we deal with behavior? Athletes, coaches are people. They have emotions. They have feelings. They screw up. So what do you do if you're a coach, if you're a parent, and something like this goes on, how do you handle it? We're our first caller today. Let's see what Rebecca has to say. Rebecca, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I've actually been on both sides of this issue. Um, I started coaching a girls' um, competitive volleyball team um, several years ago um, just because I love the sport. I didn't have a child playing. I just love the sport. wanted to coach. Um, the first couple of years was great, you know. Um, then I found myself changing, and I started yelling at the girls, and I started being, you know, not violent, but a lot more louder than I wanted to be. And um, I had some girls quit, and I brought some new girls on, and I didn't think anything of it. And then one day I sat there, and I was like, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to look at this. So I quit. 
I just, I shut down my program, got my girls on other teams, and I quit for a number of years. And I was like, maybe it was me. I just recently was approached by another competitive team that needed help coaching. And so I'm an assistant coach now. And I don't feel the pressure. So maybe it's not so much that the coaches need um, to be let go or completely fired, but maybe a step back. Maybe that pressure is building up so much on them because there is a lot of pressure, especially in competitive sports where they just, it feels so much that you can't breathe and you're doing things that are not, that you wouldn't normally do. And that pressure that is put on athletes and coaches is absolutely a killer. I probably will ne- never own my own program again, but I am enjoying volleyball. I am enjoying, you know, not having that pressure that I couldn't handle. So if you can't handle the program, maybe it's just you need to take a step back. Wow, Rebecca. I, first, I want to thank you for calling in. What what an incredible story. And I have to I, I want to congratulate you on the fact that you were able to look at yourself, do some self-introspection, some self-examination and recognize what you were doing. You know, well, it wasn't it wasn't 100 percent me. I, I, I ended up talking to people, um, a couple of my parents who I was actually close with um, and realized the they, they made me realize the pressure that I was putting on some of the players. How you know, how did they make you realize that? What did they do? What did they say? Just talking to me, you know, information is key. If they if they hadn't come and told me, you know, you're changing, you know, you're not you're not the fun loving coach that they wanted to play with anymore. You're the one that's standing up there yelling, and you're the one that you know it's all about punishments and and laps and and um, more spiking drills, more, you know, you're you're making the game unfun. You know, a lot, of peop- a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, come on, you're just coaching volleyball. Okay, I work with a, a number of local volleyball, high school, and youth-level uh, players. And I had two this year, two high school players. The high school the girls' season here is over in this part of the country. Who had coaches who went off the, off, uh, uh, out of control, off the rails. Screaming, yelling, cursing, going ballistic. One coach even broke a clipboard, okay, because they screwed up in a game. So the pressure you're talking about, okay, that's part of this whole situation. You're right. And so you were able to recognize and back away from it and do some introspection. And and from what you're telling us, get yourself back together. But, yeah, you know, we talked about the, the, the high school coach who grabbed the player when the ice bath was dumped on him. How would you, what would you say to him if, if you were involved in that program? If I was involved in that program, the first thing I would say to him is, okay, let's assess. I, I would look at the record. Has he done anything like that before? You know, is there a pattern for me? And then I would be, okay, let's assess this. Let's, let's look at what you did and see if we can think of better choices to make. Because I'm all about everybody should have a second chance. Nobody should just be automatically fired for a one-time mistake because we've all made them. I mean, they're everywhere. What about, okay, so what about the, the, let's take the case of Kareem Hunt, the Chiefs uh, running back that was fired, essentially, uh and the uh, running back at the University of Kansas who was just 
suspended from the team, both for domestic uh, issue, well, domestic abuse with the KU running back and then lying and then, you know, kicking a girl, uh, a young lady for Kareem Hunt. Well, how would you deal with those situations? Um, well, the Kareem Hunt situation, I agree with only because they didn't really fire him for the domestic whatever it was, the, the altercation. He lied, you know, and they, they, it's not like they asked him once or twice about it. He went through the whole investigation process with the chiefs, and he admits that, you know, I told them a lie. I, I lied about the event, and that I, I believe he was given the appropriate punishment for because if you're not forthcoming, you know, you, you have to tell the truth, especially when they're investigating this and they're trying to find the best way to help you. And if you're going to lie about it, they can't get you the help you need. Well, and so, the, bo- the bottom line with that to me is this, and I agree with you. I think they did obviously the right thing. They did what it's their choice. They're, they're, they employed him. But for his sake, he needs to get some help. And yeah, he, he needs does. to figure out, just like you were able to look at yourself, he needs to talk to someone, get some help. He's got, apparently has some anger issues, maybe had an alcohol injury. It appeared that he was intoxicated when that whole thing went on. Yeah. He's a young man who burst into the scene, became very, very famous, very fast. And how you deal with these situations is real important. And that's why I think having a good grounding is important. Having a good support system is important. Having a venue to talk to somebody about your behavior. Everyone screws up. Rebecca, you recognized it and you did something about it. And that takes a lot. So I want to congratulate you on that because I can can tell you all kinds of people who don't. And, you know, the football coach who grabbed the player after the ice pass was dumped on him, he probably needs to do some self-examination just as you have as well. You know, that was an impulsive (laughs) reaction, obviously, but, you know, if, if he's doing that there, is he's do, has he done it somewhere else? And I think you brought up a good point. Listen, I want to thank you so much for calling in this morning. Great comments. Right. And congrats, listen, congratulations on you for recognizing what you did and making some adjustments with yourself. If more people did what you did, we'd be better off. I want to thank you for your call. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. That frees up our lines here. I want to hear from you. Athletes' behavior, coaches' behavior. How do you handle it when somebody's doing something inappropriate? If you're a coach, if you're a teammate, if you're a parent, what do you do? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. That was a great call. And I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're a parent, you're an athlete. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. We look forward to getting into conversations with you each and every week about mindsets and attitudes. And today's topic is athlete and coach's behavior on and off the field. We just had a great call from Rebecca, who was a volleyball coach. Realized she was starting to get a little bit out of control with her behavior. Stopped coaching. Got out of the club. And then took some time off. And then obviously did some introspection and got back into it now as an assistant coach. In light of the things that have gone on in the last week or so with Kareem Hunt's being let, Kareem Hunt being let go from the Kansas City Chiefs for lying. 
after being accused of abu- abusing a young woman, kicking her in the, the altercation he had at the hotel where he was at. The University of Kansas running back Puka Williams just suspended from the team for being arrested for d- domestic violence. And the high school coach who grabbed a player after an ice bath was dumped on him after they won a state championship. I'm talking about behavior. How do we coach behavior? If you're a coach, I want to hear from you. When you have an athlete whose behavior, or or another coach, someone on your organization, your team, whose behavior is not appropriate, what do you do about it? Do you confront it? Do you ignore it? Do you avoid it? How do you handle those situations? We have a wide-open phone board. I'd like to hear from you. These situations have happened before. You have a parent in the stands. You're a high school coach or a youth coach. You have a parent in the stands who's getting abusive, verbally abusive, screaming and yelling, out of control. Do you ignore them? Do you try to say something to them? What do you do? You know, in sports, we look at competition. We look at successes and failures. We look at winning and losing. It's all determined by so many factors. Confidence, attitude, preparation, mindsets, demeanor, personality, communication, trust, respect, leadership. There's so many factors that go into what it takes to be successful. But one of the things to me that's so important is behavior, is demeanor, is your personality, is, is how you handle situations. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach and you've had a situation with a, a, a player on your team. Maybe it's a parent of a player on your team where their behavior is inappropriate. What do you do? Do you let them keep playing because they're your star player? Do you let them stay on the roster? Do you suspend them? Do you kick them out? I remember years ago, One of the co-authors of my book, Jeff Montgomery, was coaching a traveling, local traveling baseball team, club team. And we had a young man who was a pitcher on the team. Very, very, very good athlete. Wonderful parents, but he had some issues. So there was a game where he started pitch, he was the starting pitcher, and he walked the first batter. He then took his glove and slammed it on the on the mound. Jeff went out to the mound, talked to him, and he told me later what happened. He said, look, he said, went up to him, he said, look, John, I can't do that. And the young man was all upset. They were, these are 12-year-old boys. All upset because he walked this batter. He said, it doesn't matter. You're going to walk players. You're going to strike them out. You're going you're gonna to do good things and bad things. But you can't be slamming your glove down. That's inappropriate. You're not going to do that again. And if you do it again, you're coming out of the game. You've got to control yourself. Well, a couple batters later, he walked somebody else, slammed his glove down on the ground. Jeff went out, took him out of the game. Didn't kick him off the team. Made him sit on the bench. And I know he worked with him afterwards. Sat down with his parents and they talked about his behavior. They discussed this and said, you can't do this. It was something that he did get better at. But he had some issues, and the parents got him in, in to get some counseling. I'm aware of that. It wasn't with me. It was somebody else. But nonetheless, they tried to get him some help. How we handle ourselves on and off the athletic field, on and off, in, in, in and out of your work environment, is important. 
We all screw up. We all make mistakes. We all get confronted in situations we're not prepared for. But your behavior, your demeanor, who you are, speaks volumes about what you're about. So when you have an athlete who has, has in, in the situation of Kareem Hunt, who lied to the Chiefs, they had no alternative but to get rid of him. Because they're probably sitting there thinking, if he's dishonest with us about this, what else has he been dishonest about? But the bottom line is that young man needs some help. He obviously has an issue with his behavior, his anger. He obviously has an issue with honesty. And we don't know how many times these things have happened. Maybe they're isolated incidents. Maybe they happened several. Who knows? We don't know. But for his sake, I hope he can get some help. He's 23 years old. He's got a, a long life ahead of him. And hopefully he'll be able to fi- figure things out. It doesn't matter if he plays football again. It matters if he figures out what he did wrong. And in the case of the freshman football player at the University of Kansas who has been accused of domestic abuse, the same thing. You sit and worry about people like that because just because they're successful athletes, does that mean they think they can skirt these issues away, avoid them, ignore them? You can't. You know, we hear all these things about athletes and their behavior. I've worked as a sports psychologist in 38 years doing this. I've worked with professional athletes, Olympic athletes, college athletes. And I can tell you, most of all, almost all of these people are just like everybody else. They're great people. They're just like us. But I've dealt with a lot of them who've had issues. I've dealt with a lot of them who have behavior issues, impulse control issues, self-esteem issues. And I've worked with a lot of them who've been sat who sat down with me. I, I recall a very prominent Major League Baseball player who has spent hours and hours with me. And his reasoning was, Doc, I've got, I've got an impulse control problem. And it's with a lot of things, not just when I play baseball, it's with, with who I am. And he is now, years later, still keeps in touch with me, worked through this, and, and never done anything to get himself in trouble illegally, but he's done some things that could have gotten himself in trouble. But he was able to look at himself and say, I've got to deal with this. And a lot of it had to do with his upbringing lack of a a strong father figure, acting out, and he didn't have anybody outside of his mother who really controlled him. And thankfully, because of his mother, he realized he was screwing up. So I think looking at yourself is so important. Understanding your behavior is so important. We all screw up. Everybody makes mistakes. But how do you handle it under pressure? So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, and you have someone on your team. It could be an assistant coach. It could be a parent. It could be an athlete whose behavior is inappropriate. They're not acting right. They're, they're, they have an impulse control problem. They have an anger problem. They've, they've got a mouth on them that, that is a problem. Their behavior is a problem. What do you do about it? How have you handled it? What have you done to try to deal with that? Do you ignore it? Do you avoid it? You don't want to deal with that? You don't want to. Do, and I know so many coaches will tell me, I don't want to deal with the parents. That's something I don't want to deal with. Well, when you've got a parent who's out of control, what's that going to say to you about the athlete? In our book, we talk about how important a coach's role is. Coaches are psychologists. They have to evaluate. They have to interpret. They have to guide. They have to lead. And one of the most important components of being a good coach to me 
is being a good listener, is having intuition, and reading your team, reading the people on your team, getting to understand them. We lost President George H.W. Bush. And listening to people talk about him, the one word I kept hearing was respect. Respect, not just for him, but respect with the way he treated people. Respect with how he listened to people. It didn't matter if it was the housekeeper or if it was the Secretary of Defense. He treated people with respect. And he cared about people. He asked people about themselves. And I think we can learn a lot from that, from my perspective. But I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you are a coach, and you have an athlete an assistant coach, a parent on your team whose behavior is out of control at times, is inappropriate, they've got self-control issues, how do you handle it? And if you're like our caller earlier, Rebecca, maybe you've got an issue with how you handle these situations. Have you looked at yourself and done something about it? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. I want to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on the show. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and today's topic is athlete coaches' behavior. And I've been talking about this whole issue of dealing with an athlete or a coach, how they conduct themselves on and off the field. How do you deal with the pressure? What if they're acting inappropriately? We've had several instances here in the last week, as I've mentioned, where the Kansas City Chiefs released Kareem Hunt, NFL leading rusher last year, for lying after a video surfaced of him kicking a woman in a hotel and lying about it. We had the University of Kansas running back Puka Williams suspended from the team after being arrested on domestic assault. Had a high school coach in the Kansas City area who won a state title and got an ice bath dumped on him where he grabbed a player who did that afterwards. And as I started the show off sharing that a very prominent athletic director in the Kansas City area told me if he was the athletic director of that school, that coach would have been fired on the spot. You don't grab an athlete. Behavior. How do we deal with it? Impulsively? Over the long term? What if you have a parent in the stands who's acting inappropriately? What if you have an assistant coach or players acting inappropriately. How do you deal with their behavior? We coach fundamentals. Do we coach, do we coach attitudes and mindsets? In the end, to me, that's what it's about. I'd like to hear from you. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Let's see what Brett has to say. Brett, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Thanks for your show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, what I've done with players is... Um, I've given them more responsibility besides the normal disciplinary actions that you take and making sure that they understand uh, if this, then that. The other thing is to give them 
more personal responsibility, like off-field responsibility, if you go as far as even making a kid a team captain, if you do that. But by giving them responsibilities, that holds them accountable. They like to have the responsibility. They like the leadership roles, and they don't like that taken away from them when they're not behaving appropriately. So I've kind of learned that some of the more aggressive kids – the, the good athletic kids that are very aggressive, very hard on themselves. Some of them have tremendous leadership potential. And so I want to develop that and I want to take that negative energy and with that accountability involved and that loss, that, that hanging over them, that I could lose this responsibility if I act out, I think it's very helpful. Interesting way of looking at it. What do you coach, Brett? Baseball. What age? Uh, i got 10-year-olds right now. Okay. Can you share a story with us where you've had maybe an athlete or a parent on a team you've coached who maybe has been inappropriate in some type of behavior and what you've done about it? Uh, Yeah, well, most of the time with the players, it's um, acting out because they've experienced a failure. Mm-hmm. And they all they want to do is succeed, and so I would think. Yeah, and I would think at ten year olds, you're not going to really have too many really bad things going on. No, not too much. But uh, you could have parents. You but you could have parents who are a little bit out of control. What I've done with the parents is we start each season with a parent meeting, and we lay out the rules. And I actually tell them, here's a code of conduct for the players. Here's a code of conduct for the for the coaches. And here's what I ask of you. And so one way that we alleviate it is we're really heavily focused on uh, fundamentals and mechanics. So if I have a player, when he goes up to bat and he has a certain tendency, whether it's lifting his back foot or rotating his shoulders, the parents are going to communicate about that. And I'm going to tell them, if if your kid's going up to the plate, I want you to use only these instructional reinforcing things that I'm saying to help your kids so we're not going up there and screaming and yelling and putting pressure they're just saying hey hey remember coach said keep your heel down or use your hands or whatever the case may be i find that to be tremendously helpful with the parents because most of the time they just really don't know what to say well that's if i can interject something brett and and i love what you're saying here that's why and i've talked about this for years I encourage coaches to give a bag of Tootsie Pops to the parents before each game <laughs> and tell them and say, suck on this. Rather than saying anything, yeah, you like that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you why. Because your job is the coach. Yep. Their job is the parent. And when you're, yep. you're saying, okay, I want you to focus on keeping, you know, keeping your elbow in or following through, but dad's up there saying, you know, reach out for that. Then you're telling them one thing, dad's telling them something else. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to get conflicted because they don't want to let their parent down. They want to let you down. Then they don't know what to do. And then they freeze. That's right. So oftentimes, yeah, I I love the fact if you've listened to the show, I always promote the preseason meeting with the parents. I think that's great what you're doing. That's, that's, that's awesome. But I would hand out a bag of Tootsie Pops every game and just literally just say, put one of these in your mouth. And if, if you feel like you've got to say stuff, if, if you're not just going to be supportive and encouraging and positive, stick one of these in your mouth and just be quiet. That is awesome. May I add one more thing for coaches? Yeah, go ahead. What I ask my coaches to do, because I'm pretty intense too, and, um, and I have to make sure that I'm not losing my own self-control. So 
I'll tell my coaches, I need you to hold me accountable. If you, you can see, you know, you can tell by my body language what I'm about to do or say. I need you to grab me by the arm and say, hey, Brett, let that one go or whatever the case may be. So if you know you're that kind of coach and that you, you could, you know, potentially embarrass yourself, I don't feel that way, but then make someone hold you accountable and if, and they'll do it. Um, but let me, let me so, ask you this question ahead. for, for coaching 10 year olds. Why would you get that intense? Uh, you know, most of the time when I get upset, it's not because a kid failed to make a play. It's because, uh, they failed to execute in the manner in which we've been taught and we've re and we've done over and over. So in other words, it's a, it's a, a mechanical breakdown, a lack of concentration of something like that. It's not just missing the ball. Right. Um, but you also have to remember if I can interject here and, and I sure. get it. And I think you've got a great perspective here, but you also have to remember they're 10 and that's, sure. and, and the whole thing is, you know, I mean, I, when I, when I was the team psychologist for the Royals, I mean, guys screwed up all the time. I mean, you know, 10 year olds are going to screw up a lot. So I think that's where maybe you've got to look at your, if you get that intense and obviously I don't know how intense it is, but if you do get that intense, maybe you need to look at yourself and say, you know what? Yeah, they're screwing up. But that's just something we've got to work on in practice. And, and one of the things, our third chapter in our book, Just Let Them Play, is embracing failure can lead to fun. That we've got to teach kids about failing, especially at this age, because they're going to do it a lot. And it's okay because it's a learning experience. But if we get upset, if they see you getting upset at them, Brett, then that's where they get tense and tight. And then oftentimes that's where it can cause problems for them in terms of how they, how they play later on. No question. So that'd no be something question. you can look at with yourself that might help you out. But listen, sir, thank. Listen, thank I think you, you got God. a great perspective. I, I really appreciate your call today, and it sounds like you're doing a great job. And get those tootsie pops before uh, the season starts in March. I'll do it. Thanks, okay. Doc. Thank you. Have a great day. You know, great call, and obviously he's he's got a great perspective on what he's doing. Here, here's the thing: we're all human beings. We all screw up. We all make mistakes. How do you learn from it? How do you grow from it? How do you get better from it? Professional athletes, college athletes, high school, that doesn't matter what level, Olympic level, they're people. Coaches are people. So when you make a mistake, the key thing is how do you react, respond, and grow? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you got a lot out of the show today. Enjoy doing this show with you every week. There are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. You can follow me on Twitter at, at DRJSportsPsych at D-R-J-S-P-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Go to the website, go to additional programming, and you'll find the show there. They can, you can also find them on my website, winnersunlimited.com, under podcasts. You can get a hold of me at my website, Winners Unlimited, by emailing me there at drj at winnersunlimited.com. And you can also call me at my office, which is 816-561-5556. Hope everybody has a great week. We're in the holiday season. Spend some time with your family. Communicate, talk, have fun. Enjoy life, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacob from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.